But what people don't talk about is that when countries, nations go into recessions, there's always opportunities that can be found there. In every crisis, there's opportunities. So investing is similar to any job, any business. It's based on your skill. The amount of money that you make is based on the skills that you have. Similar to what stock do I know right now will have a good business in the next few years. Welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place with Lane Fable. I'm your host, Lane Fable, and today we have a guest from the other side of the world. He is a stock trader, an entrepreneur, and a friend that I met on a boat in Quran in the Philippines, Marvin Germo. Hello, thank you, for, thank you for having me. So yeah, I think that was like two or three years ago uh, when we were in Quran. Yeah, th- I think three already. That's when you were starting. That's so sad. <laughs> That's when you were starting out your YouTube channel. I remember that you were filming with your drone, and your drone. Yes, and I just the drone got stuck. I just got started, and I remember no one was watching at the time, and I was just like, I really want to remember this. And then after that trip to the Philippines, it really started picking up, and I was like, Whoa, people care and people want to watch. So, you were there. You were there before it all. (laughs) It was a fun trip. Yeah, I hope you. I hope you come back. I hope you see Corona again. After all of this pandemic uh, travel yeah. that's done, yeah, it's making me realize like I can't just be like, oh yeah, I'll come back next year. I'll come back in a few months. Like now, when this is over, when you want to do something, go do it. Mm-hmm. There's no waiting for it anymore because you just never know. Yeah, yeah. We talked a little bit prior to the episode about quarantine, and I would love to not talk about it as much as we possibly can. But since we're catching up, would you do the honor of telling a little bit of the story about how we met? From your account, mm. we were in, we were in a tour. So so if, for those who haven't been to Palawan, when you when you go to Palawan, uh, they have a city. Then the the best part of the tour is going through the islands. So you have to take a boat. Then everyone who doesn't know each other will be bunched up in one boat. So when we the very first five minutes, Lane was already chatty. No, to everyone, to everyone in the boat, <laughs> and she had she had her camera. Oh, I have a vlog! I have a vlog! Subscribe to my channel! Subscribe to my channel! So I was like handing out my cards. Yeah, so that's how it that's how it started. Then, uh, in every stop, she would put out. You would put out your drone. You would bring out your GoPro. You would dive. You would go to. Uh, you would go to other parts where there are nice corals, and other people don't want to go. So. Yeah, so that's how that's how it started. Then after, I think we had we went out for crabs for dinner with every with, with everyone yeah. else, lobsters with everyone else in the in the, in the tour. The tour, yeah. yeah. We we all like became really quick friends, and it was so great because sometimes you can get stuck on a boat with people who just want to stay to themselves. But it was so great to have you and Yvonne and everybody just kind of come together, and we made it an even better time than it already was. And at that time, at that time, three years ago, I knew it. Lane will be a very popular YouTuber. Oh, thank you. You thought that? Huh? Uh, you thought that? I'm just saying it now. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Well, okay, that's actually something I wanted your... <laughs> Coming from you, your YouTube channel has blown up. But you have more subscribers than... You have more subscribers Yes, than but... Do you want to know the problem? This is an issue I have right now, and I would like to address all of the Filipino f- listeners and followers that are pay- like paying attention to this episode because you know Marvin from your home country. <laughs> I am perplexed that 
Filipino viewers, not all of them, some of you guys are very, very loyal, but they will only watch the videos from the Philippines and then they're like, peace. Hmm, that's, that's, that's interesting. Me, I, I, I think one of the reasons why they watch the videos from the Philippines is they want to see how foreigners react to the food, how foreigners react to the places, and then knowing Filipinos, they will suggest, oh, you have to try this, you have to go there. If you're in this area, you have to try this, uh, you have to see this interesting spot. So th yes. things, things like that. I guess what you, the Filipinos that will follow you also outside the Philippines are people who are really interested in travel, other places that they haven't seen before, and those that are loyal to Lane Fable, super loyal to Lane Fable. So, yes, and I, I mean, I would hope because I would like to think, not without being too <laughs> humble brag, like I have a somewhat bubbly personality that hopefully like hopefully yes you seeing the videos from the philippines like drew you in but hopefully you would care enough to kind of follow me through the next journeys and i'm starting to realize like it just hasn't quite happened that way a lot of videos kind of fell off when i left the philippines and if i do like a filipino food taste test that video will do well yeah yeah and then and then everyone kind of just stops watching again and it's something that i'm trying to figure out because i obviously love everyone from the philippines that is supportive but i'm just i'm intrigued maybe from your point of view is do you find yourself that like with my channel even you're like intrigued in the travel and then the other like family vlogs and things it's just kind of like oh i'll wait till she's traveling again and, and I think it's also part of the YouTube algorithm because yes. some of your videos that are not Filipino related don't pop up as much. So just for example, your Jollibee video, it still pops yeah. up until now. So You see it? Yeah, it still pops up. So yeah. No way. Yeah. So I, I, I think it's not just people's uh, watching behavior, it's also about what YouTube shows in front of people, I I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not an expert. You're the one who knows all of those tag tagging <laughs> well, SEOs, etc. Yeah, and there's a lot. Um, I've actually gotten recently a few people. I don't know if you've heard this from anyone in your channel, but they're not getting notifications when I post. Mm. They're saying that YouTube didn't tell them that I had a new video out, and I'm like, that really hurts because normally people find your video when they get a notification, you know. Okay, to, so to Filipinos watching this, please subscribe to Lane's channel. <laughs> yeah, you can you can yeah. unsubscribe to my channel. Just watch her channel. Oh no, you must subscribe to Marvin's. So let's talk a little bit about. I know I'm gonna come on your podcast or for your video next, mm -hmm. but I definitely want to know. Maybe for some of the people listening that aren't privy to investing money or the stock market, what would be your kind of, and I know you have tons of videos on this, but what would be your tips, like your dumbed down tips of quick investing, the first things you should know when you're just starting out? Hmm. Invest, here, here's one of the biggest misconceptions on investing. People think that when you invest, you just put in money, then it's gonna miraculously work hard for you, or they think it's, uh, people think that investing is like the lottery. <laughs> You put in your yeah. money and then you put in you put in a hundred dollars and it becomes ten thousand dollars later on. But what people need to see is investing is similar to any job, any business. It's based on your skill. 
the amount of money that you make is based on the skills that you have similar to it's about knowing what uh what's a good real estate deal where's a good where's a where's an area where there's a larger market that will buy for you or what what are the rental rates in that area so or if it's a stock what's a stock that's undervalued or what what stock do i know right now will have a good business in the next few years like for example uh generally because of this pandemic in the states they call it stay-at-home stocks so yeah stocks that uh normally will do well because people are staying at home netflix zoom uh, amazon mm. facebook or essentially if you look at uh a lot of the companies in the states that do a lot of online deliveries or that sell their stuff online. So it could be your normal fast food chains, but they're making a lot of money because people are ordering online. So things like that. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's a skill in a way that you have to know what you're getting into. It's not get rich quick, but it's something that you really have to work hard for. So whenever you see either YouTube videos of people saying that, I placed it this much and it became this much with just just by studying for one hour, I, I don't think that happens to everyone. It could be for some, yeah. some select people, but it's something that you really work hard for. So, Absolutely. So if you're asking for a tip, number one, it, just put your money on something that you already know or something that you're already skilled at. So it, it doesn't make sense investing in an opportunity if you don't have you don't have any skills or gifts on that. But skills could be developed. It could, it could be something that you can learn over time. But a lot of people are saying, I'll invest right now because it's so cheap. There's so much opportunity. But if you know nothing about it, you're just going to lose money. So, yeah, because you're just going to pick random companies. Yeah. So, like Lane. Lane's so rich right now. Oh. Oof. No. I just told you my views have been <laughs> down. So, that directly equates to less money. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. I do have to say, though, have you heard of YouTube memberships? It's really interesting. Okay. That's like com- a community, right, where people sign up for yeah. Yes, it's similar to I would say you know like Patreon, mm-hmm. it's like that where people pledge, um, they get to choose a tier and they pledge a certain amount of money to every month, and they get either extra content or extra live videos or things like that, or they just want to support you, and they get little emojis in the live chats. So I find that that has been so helpful, and it really shows you like the most loyal subscribers, and you get to interact with them even more. And I found it to be so fulfilling, and it's made me really love YouTube again. So you tried it? Is it is it good? Is it good? Is it working? Yeah, oh. I just hit um, twenty members, which mm. I am so proud of. So shout out to all of the members. I love you guys so much. Whoa, you guys are the best. Let's try it. I, I yeah. I was actually thinking about it already before. I had this tears already, but I didn't push through with it yet. I I tried. I tried to make a lot of people are asking about Patreon. I tried it also just a few days ago. So I'm, I'm, I've been trying to experiment a lot of things because of the lockdown. There's a lot of free time. Yeah. I could do a lot. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of experimenting can be done right now. Exactly. I'm trying to think because I'll be honest, I don't know too much about investing. I've learned a little bit from my dad and I have the app Robinhood. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing around with that. But what would be... Robinhood's popular now. Yeah, do you, you guys have it in the Philippines as well? I think it's more for the States. More people are using it in the States. Yeah, we have, the, States. we have different apps here also. Do you recommend those apps or do you recommend finding a broker or somebody to actually help you uh, with a portfolio? What's, what's nice about Robinhood is the charges. Uh, it's you pay, you pay for nothing. And 
because everything right now is from your phone. Everything right now is based off the internet. If you if you call someone to do it for you, they're just gonna transact it also uh, either through their laptop or their phone. Which in the '90s or the '80s, that was the only way to do it because not any not everyone had access to it. But now since you can do it anywhere, my suggestion is just do it yourself. However, you still need to study it. Uh, yeah. Those those apps are just like they're just a platform for you to be able to transact. But the one who's transacting, the one who's uh, making the trade, it's supposed to be you. So you have to analyze what stock to buy, when to buy, how much of my money do I allocate, how many how many stocks do I buy? Do I buy only technology stocks or do I buy uh, fast food chains? Do I buy pharma companies, etc. So mm-hmm. the analysis will always fall onto you. Uh, the, those apps are just a platform for you to be able to transact. Will you... Tell me a little bit about the services you offer because I know you as an entrepreneur have grown so much over the past three years. I've been following everything online, of course. I trade stocks, so that's that's part mm-hmm. of it. Then part of that I also share what I know. Uh, but all of that, we, we, we normally travel to different cities uh, to talk. However, because of this pandemic also, I don't know when will the next one be outside, so I canceled a lot of, or canceled or at least postponed a lot of them. Uh, I, I guess if people just want to learn, they can just go to my YouTube channel. It's all, it's all, it's all for, it's all for free right now. So everything, everything that they can use to build skills in whatever aspect that they have, uh, they can, they can see it there. But uh, there, I have books. But yeah, it can be delivered to anywhere in the world. That's the best way. To, that's the best way yeah. to do it. Congratulations. I know you are acclaimed worldwide author. What is it like writing a book? Like, what is that process even like? Uh, it's hard for me because I'm not really a writer. Uh, what what I can say in like 15 minutes, it will take me a day to write it down. So I, I that's why I like YouTube more because it's easier for me to express my thoughts. Yes, YouTube. <laughs> it's easier. It's easier for me to express my thoughts and to share um, as compared to writing it. So. Uh, my first book came out 2013, and I don't know. It took me. It it when when I write, it has to be intentional. Meaning, there are times that I try to write in a day, I can write nothing. But there are times that midnight, I write three to four hours straight. So it has to be intentional. Then it's something that when I write, I have to really set a lot of time to do it. But it's it's it's. It's hard. Then the, I think the hardest part for the hardest part is thinking about the concept of what you want to share. Even though you want to share a lot of things, you it's about making uh, the outline and then making it cohesive to each other, making each point uh, part of the whole grand thing, and then putting the examples. And then part of that also is if you if you for people who read my book, they will know that when they read it, it's just like me speaking. So the way I the way I write yeah. it is, it's like I'm thinking. Of, of what I'm saying in public and then I'm, I'm writing mm-hmm. it down then I, it's important to get editors who know you and for at, at least for me uh, they know you they know how you speak so it doesn't change the um, the voice the your tone. voice yeah part of that also sits most of them are investing books at least they invest in the stock market so uh, whatever jargons that are there whatever technicalities they also would know so they don't get drowned out but it but it's a lot of it's a lot of effort it's a lot of time and uh, when I was doing it, no one. I was. There were ebooks already at that time, but my mine was mostly hard paperback books. Read uh, paperback books. I'm just gonna start. I was supposed to. 
I was planning to publish one book from the lockdown and try at least an ebook right now. Uh, maybe maybe soon, maybe soon. But yeah, books books take some time. <laughs> yeah, I've always been intrigued by the process, but I have enough of a hard time outlining a YouTube video and seeing that to fruition. So <laughs> I think I might leave the books to. What what you can do, you. and this is something yeah. that uh, I could I may try in the future. Um, this podcast uh, have have it transcribed and then make an outline from that then have an editor fix it up also for you so so at least it's something that you're saying Ooh. it's something that's part of your ideas also then someone will just make it into a better worded version so that's an idea yeah. so that's a lot interesting of the talks, that's a really good idea uh, so yeah. a lot of the talks that I have so some of Sorry. them that are in video I could have that transcribed also Something like that. Yeah, so you're also a keynote speaker. I know that. Do you still at all get nervous when you get in front of a large group of people to speak? I think it's I think it's part of it. it it's 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 part of it. But the reason why I like I like talking is it's it's just fun for me. So I I don't some people their sports their sport is basketball. So when they when they play in front of audiences they get nervous but once they start playing all of the nervousness gets gets thrown out the mm -hmm. window. So the same thing with speaking also. When you think about it, when you're about to start, that's where it becomes uh, nerve-wracking. But once you're there already, because you really like what you're doing, you, for you forget everything. Yeah, so, that's the best. I only have spoken on a panel once. And because I think it was the first time I ever spoke on a panel, I was so nervous. And I, I, you can sit me in front of a camera, I'm fine. But it was in front of not even t like a lot of people. But I just remember my like my leg was shaking, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Why cannot I can't control my leg?" And luckily, I was wearing like a long dress. So if you guys go back and see the vlog, just know that I was fully my whole leg was shaking under that entire. Of course, I vlogged it, but I just remember being like, "Wow!" I thought I'd be a natural at it, but like anything else, it takes practice to speak in front of people. Yeah, practice and. Doing it so many times, I guess, because I've the first time I got invited to speak was 2010, so it's been a decade already. Oh, oh wow! Congrats, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah, so even uh, even the TV interviews before I, I got started in 2010. So the first TV interview, if I if I saw it, I was so stiff, I was nervous. But if you do it now, it's it's because you do it over and over. I think practice and experience makes you better in in ev in anything that you do, regardless of. If you're a YouTuber, you're a you're a chef, you're a boxer. It's all about practice. Yes. So practice does not make perfect. Practice makes permanent because you've done it so many times. What in front of a thousand people, it's just the same as you're doing it by by just you in your you in your room, something like that. I love that, and it's true. It's the more you practice, and the more you become comfortable with your craft and your skill, like you were saying earlier. It absolutely helps. Now, I want to jump a little bit to something I know that we've spoken about before in our videos. The video that we made the last time I was in the Philippines with you and we met up. Is Jollibee still as big as ever? Is it growing? Is the hype falling? What is your take on that? Mm, uh, Jollibee right now, I think they're one of the biggest chains in the world. But of course, McDonald's is big, Domino's is, Domino's is big. It, they're one of the biggest. However, uh, because of the lockdown, their biggest markets are China, US, and Philippines. Mm -hmm. So 
those three are all are all affected as well. So it's it's certain that their income this year might not be as big as 2019. Then that's that's what I'm gonna ask you for the next video. They bought oh. Smash Burger. Yeah. So, so Smash Burger, I think, is not doing so well uh, in, in their in their portfolio. It's so. it's so interesting that you say that because when you brought it up to me, I haven't heard that name since I was in high school. Like that is the last time I've eaten it, which is terrifying to think. But that's pretty much like ten years ago is probably the last time I've eaten it. I don't see them. I, I think the one that I used to go to, which is like 35 minutes away from me, is still there. But I don't see them around. But it's really interesting that you brought that up because it made me think. Well, let, let me backtrack a little bit. I also, for as much as I show that I eat Jollibee online, I really don't eat fast food that often. So, I'll, I hate to say it, but I also don't invest in it because it's not something... Obviously, I believe in food. Food is very dear to my heart. And I do enjoy fast food every once in a while. But I'm hoping there's going to be a movement where people are kind of like, no, we need to be putting better quality food in our body. That being said, I still eat fast food from time to time. So, I guess take that with but a that, grain of salt. That being said, also, that's, I think, one of the next frontier, not next frontier, it's already happening now, like Beyond Meat. So, things like that, those are... Those are the companies that... Oh, come on. But do you think Beyond Meat is a good idea? I mean, anything that will give people an alternative. I don't know if they're the ones that will be super mainstream around the world. Yeah. But, uh, and people want something that's healthy. So a company that can produce something in line with that, I think will, will do very, very well. It can be it can be plant-based pro uh, protein that, it, that that's, that's an alternative or it can be something that's really organic. So I see what you're uh, saying. Just, yeah, an, an alternative. My big issue with the whole Beyond Meat, just like, what is it? It's just like oils and it's just like mush that is meant to look like meat, but that's what you're trying to get away from. So why do you want it to look and taste like it? It blows my mind. I'm like, if you don't want to eat meat, eat a leaf. If you don't want to eat just vegetables, eat meat. I don't know. It, the, it really, I, I find it so intriguing. I've also never tried Beyond Meat. Just the name, ugh. I think some people like the texture still of it. Yeah. They still like the feeling that they're, they're eating it. So, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on keto. I do keto. Not, not, really? not very strict. Not very strict, but yeah, that's why I lost, I lost weight. Well, yes. Uh, yeah. You're... Will you tell me a little bit about your health journey if you're comfortable speaking about it? Because I know that obviously I met you three three years ago and then I didn't see you for a year. And the second time I saw you, honestly, I almost didn't recognize you. I was like, Marvin, what? Okay, that was when we went, no, that was 2017. Uh, I, 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 I just started the diet at that time. So when we met in Corona, I, I think I lost 20 pounds at that time already. Around 50 to 20 pounds, mm -hmm. and when we met again, I lost another 20 plus, so it's 40 plus pounds. Wow, uh, so it 40 plus pounds in, gen in general, yeah. So, yeah, it's not really for health reasons, it's just that uh, if you're not handsome, you can't be chubby. So, yeah. <sighs> you're crazy. <laughs> so, Wait, so but that, what kick started it? Was there like so it wasn't like you didn't like the way you felt, you literally were just like, it's time for a change? Uh, no, I went to a my, my friend in Mindanao had a farm, so we, we visited his place. Uh, 
when we went when we were there i was i was i was curious why are you eating all meat and vegetables so he said i'm trying this i'm, I'm skipping off sugar and carbs so what he did when we left he gave me a large batch of lettuce to bring to Manila. <laughs> so that kick that kick started everything. Uh, th- it was just mo- it was just more of that. Uh, then, but yeah, at that time, uh, I lost like six inches in from my waistline. So at that time, it was so bad that if I if my phone fa- my phone would fall, uh, it would be hard for me to pick it up. Really, my, my, my tummy was so big. Yeah. I mean, I th- and I think comparing it now, do you, do you is there a huge difference in quality of life because. I would love for your story to maybe inspire one person that listens to be like, hey, I should make a lifestyle change, you know? Yeah, because uh, sugars, for, I know you like sugar, oh, sugar's bad. Oh, I love sugar's sugar. Bad. It's so bad for sugar, you. Yeah, sugar's bad. Sugar is uh, addicting. Sugar is, when, when, when I stopped using, use, I would drink Coke at, uh, three, twice a day oh. before. I would, yeah, lunch, Coke, dinner, Coke. Wow. Then I would, uh, I would, uh, remember what we eat in Toby's, the brownie, mm-hmm. and then and then the mocha that you liked. I would I would order that almost every day with coke af- after meals. I know so, you don't even put sugar in your coffee anymore. Yeah, so I don't yeah I don't put sugar in my coffee. So when I stopped it, sugar gives you an artificial boost of energy, uh, but once the sugar is out, you you lose that energy. So uh, when you stop sugar, your energy is natural. I, I found that I was a bit stronger also, uh, just because I didn't drink coffee. I, I didn't drink any, I didn't have anything with sugar. sugar. Yeah, I really need to kick that habit. I am absolutely 100%, without a doubt, addicted completely. I just had a bowl of ice cream before we filmed this. In my defense, it's currently 10.27 p.m., so it was after dinner. It's not like it's 10 a.m. where Marvin is, but that's still, it's just, it's a bad habit. Bad habit. So yeah, so that's that's basically it. What I tried so many types of diets. Uh, I tried Cohen. I tried uh, counting my calories. But because because you travel, it's keto became more practical for me because you just need to know the things that you need to avoid and then you can buy. Like, but that's why I'm not very strict. Eh? I could go to Jollibee, mm-hmm. then eat Chicken Joy. So I wouldn't just eat rice with it. Uh, so th- gotcha. that's, that's how it is. But for people who are very so you eat no rice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But now uh, we have su- there's substitutes eh? like adlai. It's a Filipino. Uh, it's it's I think it's protein. I, I think I think, but it, it's it doesn't have any sugar in it. But it feels like rice also. So it's like keep, really, yeah. huh? I didn't know that. So, but you eat no rice ever. Uh, I, I would eat from time to time, especially when okay. Because there was a time, uh, twenty seventeen, around December, I was losing weight so fast that I needed to eat rice. Because if I didn't eat rice, I think I would lose more. So yeah, just like so after lose that, too much weight. Yeah. So so I lost my weight from I, I kept losing weight from January twenty seventeen up until September twenty seventeen, something like that. That forty, it was around forty five pounds in that in that duration. Then from wow. se- September 2017 to now, uh, it's it's just about maintaining it. Which mm-hmm. maintaining it is harder than losing weight. People always say losing weight is harder, but trying to maintain it is for me it's harder because yeah, there has to be discipline also attached to it. I agree. I think it's absolutely harder to because when you're seeing the results, you're like, oh, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. But once 
you're you kind of hit that goal you're like well what if i just you know have a brownie or i'm i'm doing so well what if i just you know eat and then you fall back into those habits and that's how i ended up during in the beginning of quarantine i wasn't working out every day like i normally do and let's just say it was not it was not good <laughs> and you you see my instagram stories we cook a lot in this house so there's a lot of food yeah there's a lot of food a lot of food is there anything else that you would like to leave the listeners with? About, about what? <laughs> about. Anything. It could be about anything, whether it's your your expertise or just, you know, some life advice. Mm, that's, a good, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to everyone watching, I don't know. I think this is the best time for you to build on your skills since everyone is on lockdown. Instead of... Uh, Instead of just watching TikTok videos every day, uh, <laughs> instead of watching Netflix, try to also watch something that will uh, help you learn and help you pivot. Because at the end of the day, uh, because of this pandemic, because of this lockdown, there will be some jobs and businesses that will be extinct after this. So if you mm -hmm. if you think that you are in that sector, that you your job, your business will be threatened, it's time to pivot, it's time to innovate, it's time to build skills. and. People, all, people have been saying that this will cause the whole world to go into a very, very long recession. But what people don't talk about is that when countries, nations go into recessions, there's always opportunities that can be found there. In every crisis, there's opportunity. So if you don't build your skill, you won't be able to spot what, what opportunities are there. So find the opportunity in the crisis because what people don't talk about are the ones that make it out. And you just... You don't go into this crisis trying to survive, you try to thrive. And you don't just try to, how can I go from day to day? You try to come out winning after this. So the best way to do that is to subscribe to Late Fables channel. Oh, thank you. And I think that is the best advice. Don't try to survive, thrive. And it's true. You actually, you really remind me of my godfather. He's an entrepreneur and he has the best advice and he told me in the beginning of this quarantine when it, it first started and everyone was so scared and no one knew when there would be yeah, any end in yeah. sight. He was like, Lane, businesses are going to change. So learn yeah. how you can cater to that. Yeah. But yeah, I basically just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. And I will gladly have you on anytime you want to promote your next book, your next keynote, mm. anything. No, I just want to be part of Lane Fable's life. That's the... Oh, you are. You're a friend for life, Marvin. In all of this, yeah. <laughs> well, you've already reached it, and I miss you guys so much. And I can't wait to come back, and we can go out to is dinner there, again. Is there? Is that in the works for 2021, 2022? So it all depends on when Americans are allowed to travel again, really, and are allowed, because I know some countries are reticent to let Americans in, especially coming from New York City, since it was epicenter in our country. But yes, it's absolutely in the works. I want to come back more than anything, and I'm going to make it happen. Maybe FlyPal will uh, Fly. <laughs> sponsor me. You guys, you guys tweet at them, tag them, tell them you need me to be a sponsor of theirs. Oh, they, they fly straight from New York to Manila. Or an ambassador of theirs. I don't know. I'm losing my mind. It's so late here. I'm half asleep. Um, but yes, they fly directly from New York to Manila. And I was, funny enough, looking at flights for the end of May. Or actually, it was the end of April. But I wanted to come this year. And then this craziness happened. And um, 
Yeah, well, we, we all know how that went. Oh, so, okay, so, wow. So, but if you would have gone, where, what, what islands would you have visited? I didn't even get that far. I was just going to plan, I was going to book a ticket, and I was going to come see Aileen, and we were, they had a trip to uh, either Taiwan or Japan. I wanted to go to Japan while I was over there. Japan is like a dream of mine to go to, so I figured I could go to, fly into Manila, see everybody, maybe do a few meetups, and then go to Japan, and then come back to Manila. Hopefully, I want to go to Shargao. I really want Shargao's to go to Shargao. Nice. I haven't been to Shargao, but yeah, Shargao's nice. We'll have to go next time and I Japan's come. Japan's also nice. <laughs> There's a lot of, yeah, Japan. Yes. Food is good, people are nice. Uh, it's very, very clean. Uh, I was gonna say, what do you, what more do you need? Good food, good people? You have me Japan's sold. Nice, yeah. So yeah, next year. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you would like to support the podcast, please join the channel or you can support us for as little as 99 cents a month on anchor.fm slash lanefable. And thank you to Marvin. Make sure to go check out his channel. Follow him on Instagram. And I'm actually going to go hop on to his. We're going to do an interview for his channel. So make sure to go check that out too if you want to hear more of us talking. Bye. All right. Love you guys. Bye.